This is the 18th season of Bass Talk Live. With your host, Matt Pangrad. BTL is brought to you by Lorance, Bass Cat Boats, AFCO, Strike King Lures, Sunline, Big Bite Baits, Spro, X-Zone Lures, Gamakatsu, The Bass Tank, Denali Rods, and Pro Guide Batteries. PTL, coming at ya! Good morning and welcome to another exciting edition of BTL Bass Talk Live, where we are going to talk about bass fishing. Wednesday, August 17th, midway through the month of August. I would probably say we're, I'm based in Moore, Oklahoma, probably the toughest month of, uh, of bass fishing when it comes to just going out and catching them. The dog days of summer. Uh, where they're not having a, a problem catching them is on the Tackle Warehouse uh, MLF Pro Circuit title event taking place now and for the next five days on the St. Lawrence River out of Messina. Uh, yesterday in the opening qualifying round, uh, 25 of the 50 anglers were on the water. I don't know how they determined who uh, who was in Group A or Group B because it was. Uh, I feel like it was a little bit stacked in Group B, the guys on the water today as far as smallmouth gurus on that stretch of the water. But Joey Sefuentes, 23-4. Kurt Mitchell, 23 pounds. Andrew Loberg, a friend of BTL. We've had him on a couple times talking about his rookie year on tour. Uh, finished the day in third with 21-9. And then uh, the guy who is one of the hottest anglers on the planet right now, uh, Dakota Ebear, uh, fresh off of the 7-10 smallmouth in the BPT event on Cayuga makes a short drive over to the Pro Circuit event and drops 21-9 uh, to finish tied for third. Spencer Sheffield wraps up the top five. Today, uh, early leader Chris Lane has 20 pounds, but those guys are trying to then get to the next round and then get to the final round, so uh, those weights will not carry over, but you have to catch them to get there. So not the massive uh, weights that we have seen in, in previous events on uh, the St. Lawrence River this year, but also you're talking different conditions, different time of the year, and where they're taking out of the uh, Lake Ontario is off limits. So uh, just a long run to even get to uh, Clayton, the mouth, the area of that river. Uh, we got an interesting show today. Uh, Brad's been in for a while. I know we've had some of the listeners that were talking about doing a Sunline Hotline show. Uh, Charlie Hartley had a cool story that he wanted to get on. Um, so here's what we're going to do today. It's a little bit of a hodgepodge show. We're going to start out, and I want to circle back to something that I found last week and kind of became intrigued with. Ended up spending a lot of time on YouTube and on the internet and talking to a couple people, and it's about this K, uh, KFL, the Kayak Fishing League. And I... I'll be honest, I didn't know this existed. I understand there's like n- numerous different levels of how the kayak thing works. Um... They just, I, I think, they had the Hobie Worlds there. I think the highest finishing USA angler, I think Christine Fisher, had a top five finish there over in one of, is that a Baltic state, I think, like Sweden or Finland, one of those, and they were catching perch and pike. Uh, but like I said, I've never been in uh, a kayak, but 
through the years of, of BTL with, with Mark Jeffries, Mark would always talk about lead, like a league and can we get teams together? And then, you know, I've kind of been interested in that with uh, having Joe Pogger on before. Uh, and Joe uh, kind of ran down the team series that they're doing uh, at Major League Fishing that's going to be made for, made for TV where the guys had a draft. Anyway, I came across a press release about a guy who was banned indefinitely for the KFL for this. And I was like, man, this press release like sounds official. So I started doing some research and looking into it. And then I found the KFL, which is the, uh, the KFLfishing.com, the Kayak Fishing League. All right, guys, they have teams, games, player scores, stats, fantasy fishing, uh, live, uh, apparel, a fan club, a YouTube channel. The players have numbers on it. They have inches battles. They have teams in different divisions. Uh, in the Northern Conference, in the Southern Conference, they all have their own logos. The Sunshine State Swamp Donkeys, the Carolina Casters, the Southern Slayers. I mean, I, I could go. There's like 20 teams on this. The Indianapolis Knights, the Granite State Sticks. Anyway, they have one in Oklahoma. And it is the uh, the Oklahoma Outlaws. So uh, the, I guess, owner angler slash angler, uh, Preston Griner, reached out to me uh, via uh, message and was like, hey, man, if you want any more info on this KFL deal, he goes, I'd love to have... Uh, Love to have either me or one of my guys on. So I was like, absolutely. So then I got in touch uh, with with Rob Richards, who is a a player. Rob, shake your head. Yes, is that right? A player on the team? Yeah. So I'm used to. I have to keep doing this player angler thing. I like it though. It's a it's an interesting stat. So uh, he's like, yeah, I'll hop on and talk about it. And I see Charlie in the background there. Charlie, if you can hear in the background, you can go ahead and keep fishing for the next 10, 10 15 minutes. You can go ahead and catch some more smallmouth on Champlain. We're going to have Charlie on after we have Rob on uh, to talk to, to talk about a really cool story uh, that went down on on Champlain uh, in the last uh, Toyota Series event. But I know Charlie would be waiting, but he's also I also have been in the boat with him, and for him to sit in the boat while he's on the water on Champlain and not fish is like torture. And I don't want to put Charlie through that. No one wants to put Charlie through that, so he can fish for a while. And we are going to. Uh, we are going to bring in Rob. Rob, can you hear me? I can hear you. What's up, dude? Thank you very much on a kind of a last-minute notice for uh, for agreeing to hop on uh, BTL and talk a little KFL action with me. Not a problem. Uh, I, I want to get the basis. So, BTL listeners, we have kayak anglers too, but predominantly high-level professional bass fishing behind the seeds that type of thing and i've i've kind of i wouldn't say avoided the kayak we've had uh uh we've had a number of kayak anglers on in the past but it's dude it's like an entirely different world out there the between the kayak and the uh and the the boat major tournaments uh and then as i was kind of finding some information about you you've actually you actually have lived in both of those worlds over your fishing exploits yeah, it's uh, it's been an interesting transition to say the least. Uh, I mean, everything from you know how you uh, how you set the hook on a fish, how you position the kayak, uh, try not to fall off or fall in, which I've done. Um, you know, I went from starting out paddling to pedaling, and now my kayak is uh, almost like a mini bass boat. I mean, I've I've got it rigged out with spot lock, and you know, I got 
you know, side scan and I don't have any of the new, uh, you know, forward looking, anything like that, but, um, it's definitely been a challenge. So you fished, uh, bass champs before, uh, you've also been out in Virginia, you fished the, the Federation out there based on what you, yes. you told me. So, I mean, you're used to the front of a bass boat and then what made you transition to the kayak world? Well, uh, it was, uh, a lot of money invested in it. And then I had a, my daughter decided she wanted to start driving. So I was like, how do I still fish? be able to afford something for her to drive. So I, I sold my boat um, and uh, I decided to get a kayak. And um, there's some prominent guys out there that kind of got me started. Um, Derek Brundle being one, a good buddy of mine. And I decided to buy a kayak and fish my first uh, kayak bass bracket tour um, on Fayette County Reservoir, which KBBT is a, basically its sister to KFL. And I paddled around and won my first couple events just paddling. And um, then I decided to enter some KBF events uh, down in Florida, some live events. And it kind of took off from there. And I wanted a more stable kayak, so I got a bigger, wider, stable, more stable kayak that fitted more how we fish in the big boat industry. All right. So how would you describe what the KFL is? Do you know any of the history of it? Is what, has it been around for a couple of years now? Or what is this thing? Because this thing is very yeah. intriguing to me, Rob. Yeah, it, it started out, you know, um, as an idea, you know, based off of the KBBT, you know, type of format. Um, but it's a four angler. There's eight anglers on a team. Four anglers compete against another four anglers. Uh, it has been around. Uh, this is the second year. Um you know, there's all kinds of anglers. There's anglers that live like we got a guy came in Rasmussen lives in Utah, and he he travels all over to go fishing. I mean, he's out west right now in Clear Lake fishing some events. Um, we got guys that'll travel, you know, you know, all the way, you know, to Florida. There's guys in the north that are in teams in the south. I mean, there's, uh, you know, there's trades, and uh, you know, we all compete you know, for prize money, you know, within our, of course, you've got your respective divisions. It's set up, you know, uh, division style, like any other, uh, professional league. So like, just because you're on the Oklahoma outdoors doesn't necessarily mean you're from Oklahoma. Correct. I live in Texas. You live in Texas. And then, uh, Preston is, he's based in Oklahoma. Correct. And he's the he he said he was the owner and the owner angler of the of the team, right? So then, is it his Correct. job to put his play to get the eight players and then determine which of those four players play in every game? Correct. That's got to be so, interesting. So is that yeah, based so on the fishery, the angler strengths for that of of who gets the nod? Uh, correct. Yeah, it's uh, it's based on that. Um, you know, like we've had events here in in i'd say texas we had caddo lake and then we had fairfield um and knowing that him knowing that he had some texas lakes i've known preston uh for a little while for a year or so and you know cayman cayman's good anywhere he goes Uh, but the bulk six of the eight of us are in uh you know in oklahoma but uh specifically the texas events he wanted someone that was familiar with the area and he called me up in like May or June just before the cutoff and asked me if I'd join. And 
I didn't have anything going on. So I said, yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll come fish. So there's no like draft or anything like this. Is it kind of like a free for all as far as getting guys on your team? You want to start a like if you want to start a league and let's pick one that doesn't have it in Montana. A guy starts it, whatever. I'm assuming you join and whatever, and he finds eight guys. Yeah, pretty much. It's like okay. a free agency type. Okay. Uh, you know, you know, they're just like there's you know super teams. I mean, Arkansas's got you know some some pretty good sticks with Cody Milton and. Um, you know, they, they have their teams that are loaded. The Massachusetts Maulers are loaded. They got Derek Brundle. He's a KBF 10 guy. You got Matt Conant who won the challenge series, the KBF national championship and one other at Gunnersville, you know, a couple of years ago. So, I mean, they've got some, uh, you know, guys that are loaded. The Florida teams are loaded, um, you know, and, and, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting, you know, we, uh, I think we have one, travel like severe travel game and that's or severe as long distances we're going to gunnersville september 3rd i think is it is when we're going so that's an out of division match okay so <laughs> so this is set up just like a major league baseball for lack of a better term you have different divisions right. and then within that the within the the divisions you have the kfl north and the kfl south and then within that you have so like the south division is made up of the piedmont the southeast and the southwest and then the north division is made up of the northeast the atlantic and the northwest right and you play how many games each year like 10 yeah matches game oh, they're called games right yeah games uh, okay you know, I'd, I'd call them i'd call them tournaments but one day one day or- deals and it's total inches for 10 fish so how does that work each so you just however the the 10 longest okay but it's the 10 longest fish that the four anglers combine to catch that's interesting individual angler uh they have a uh it's just like uh, the fantasy fishing we also have the top 10 or the top anglers that week there's like a uh, fantasy breakdown too where you pick anglers that you think will have the most inches individually so you still weigh in as many fish as you can because you could be part of the picking the the fantasy team i got you so like i'm looking at i'm looking at the at the stats right now so like jake angulus has five starts which means he's probably played in almost all the matches so far to this year and it has how many inches he caught each week he did not play in week four but it has how, however many, so like 62, 92.5, 83. So then his total score would be 574. So he's, aver- he's averaging 114 inches of bass per start. Yeah. Which out of all, <laughs> this, is so, this is so crazy that I didn't know this existed. He's averaging uh, 6.80 fish per start, 114 inches per game. And he's caught 34 fish, and his, his longest fish is 19.75. You guys realize you have way more comprehensive stats than Bassmaster at the elite size oh, yeah. level. It's like... Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Is this a like a... Does this league make money, or is this a passion project right now? Or is this an um, upstart that's hoping to go places? Like, where does this sit? Well, there there is... Uh, sponsors money at the KFL level that pays out at the end of the year for the winning teams. 
Um, each individual uh, owner gets their own sponsors. Uh, I think I sent you a note. I sponsor. I'm a part sponsor in the Oklahoma Outlaws, but there are teams that have sponsors that pay travel money for their teams. Uh, so it's really about angler uh, angler advocacy or owner advocacy to go out and find sponsors to help support their team. Um, but ultimately, it's for a, a total prize uh, at the end of the year for the top for the top teams. I don't know okay. the exact breakdown. I just go fishing, man, and I like you know. Um, I don't get too in the weeds. I don't care about my stats. I to me, I just it's a team format. I catch what I can catch. I pass the information along to guys what I'm doing, um, you know, and, and that's the biggest key is picking your team. You think will work together. If a lake has multiple techniques, then pairing those particular guys and their strengths, you know, to that body of water. Uh, okay. It's like a, a pitcher versus a hitter matchup or based yeah. on the park that you're playing in. So like I'm looking at the, right. at the schedule. So coming up in a couple days, if this is the most up-to-date schedule, you guys take on the Louisiana Hurricanes. Yes, um, right. I'm I'm driving up tomorrow to to head up there, um, and I fished against Louisiana on Caddo. So that totally would be a fishers. like a home game for them. C- correct, it's a home game for them at Caddo. This is our home game. This is pretty cool, dude. It's what's definitely the, interesting? What's the uh, and like I said, I know I know you're you've been involved in it. Um, uh, you're not like the owner or who owns the KFL. Yeah. Like, what is the who is is there like a ed person? Is there a board? What's the? Uh, yeah, there's there's a commissioner. Um, the overall commissioner is Greg Nosar. Okay, um, he's in Virginia. Um, I realized that when I was stationed there that you know years ago that he actually just lived over in Stafford, you know, which isn't too far from where I was, and. Um, you know, it wasn't big back then, you know, it's, it's, there's so many kayaks on the water now, but it's Greg. And then there's a board. I don't know the exact actual, actual details. I don't, like I said, I try not to get into the weeds. Yeah. Um, Cause to me, a lot of that is noise, you know, just tell me where I got to fish and where I got to go and, and I'll go and I'll catch fish. I mean, yeah. you know, it, um, it's interesting because the way I found out about the KFL was the noise. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the press release yeah. on the the I mean the DQ and then you have like then I was started looking at the Facebook and then they're like so and so has released number fifty five and the more I got into it the more I realized like you guys have like a live show every week that they like recap all the matches, go through the stats, they look for the upcoming uh, look at yeah. the upcoming matches. Yeah, I, you know, and, and it's it's funny because, uh, you know, you have the stats and, and you have those things, but the one thing about kayak fishing is no different than big boat fishing. Uh, it's time on the water. So, you know, the, you know, they'll, you know, there's definitely favorites. Um, it's based off numbers, you know, we're a brand new team. Uh, I think we've done better than they thought we were going to do, but you, you know, it's, uh, what I mean by favorites is, is there's anglers that do really, really well. So they'll say, Oh, you know, we're like, for us, uh, we went in as a like 17 point underdog to uh, the Bandits on on Fairfield, and they oh, had you never guys have lost. Spreads? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We yeah we we're an underdog in like every event, uh, you know. So you know it it's it's interesting, and they go in and they talk smack, you know. And I'm talking about the guys that are live, like Blake and and Greg. They go on live, and they you know they talk smack, and then they bring in their picks of the week and. And I send them a message on Facebook and saying, why are you giving us such an underdog? You know, 
Um, you know, it, it, so it's, yeah, there's, it, it's based on, it, it is based on drama and, you know, S talking and, you know, things of that nature, but, um, I got thick skin and no one's going to get under my skin. So it doesn't bother me. Um, yeah. some of the other guys, it doesn't bother them. Some of them thrive on it. Uh, the biggest thing is to remember that, you know, it's all about fishing, bass fishing and, you know, unless your name's Kevin Van Dam or, you know, someone like that, you know, it, to me, it really doesn't matter. You know, let's just go catch fish, showcase it and uh, show that the little boats can do just as well. Um, you know, that's what it's mostly about that, that I, I believe that that's what the heart, the heart of it is, is fishing. And I've done it my whole life from salmon and steelhead to bass, you know, so it, you know, I just like fishing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't put, put this together without having some people that are very passionate about it and love fishing because it's not to, it's a, you guys have actualized this concept that, uh, there's been bits and pieces kind of throw, Oh, it'd be cool. And like I said, two days ago, I was like, oh, they're actually like doing it. And it's there. The more I dove deeper into it, it's like, it's like, uh, it's got, it's awesome because you're able to do your passion fishing, right? right. In a competitive, but then you're also able to throw in the sports element, which a lot of guys I'm sure that they're, that are in the league love sports element. They're part of the fantasy fishing, which I'm sure a lot of guys are in fantasy football and fantasy baseball. You've got the show well a bit, like with the barstool uh, sports or Joe Rogan right. or whatever. You've got the podcast, the show, but instead of just living vicariously through all those other professional entities, you guys did screw it. We'll, we'll throw it all together and we'll do it and we'll live it and we'll be that. Yeah. That's it, awesome. It, you know, and you know, there's, there's going to be growing pains. You're only two years old. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, that's, that's a big thing. And, and I'll tell you though, it, it did bring me back to love and fishing more because I don't, you know, it's not like I'm on Rayburn and I can run from one end to the other. I got to pick an area, pre-fish in that area and then dissect that area. So yep. in, in some respects, it's made me a better fisherman um, because I'm limited, you know, and um, it, it makes it more simplistic. I don't know if that makes sense. I mean, bass fishing is complicated in general, but my approach is more simple now than it was before. Yeah. All right. Well, I got an understanding of it now. Like I said, I, I greatly appreciate it. Kind of a, a last-minute guest there. Like I said, big shout-out to Preston right. for hooking it up, uh, and you did a great job of explaining it. And I, I think I have my head around it a little bit now. I can kind of grasp the concept. I'm looking at, at some of these uh, some of these matchups coming down, like circled this weekend. Like the like, I just love the names: the Deep South Kraken versus the Alabama yeah. Hammers. Is that a good yeah. one? Like, what's the what's the barn burner match of the week coming up? You know, and it's sad because I should you know figure it all out and know what's going on, and um, but I'm just focused on our event, you know, on Chimney Rock, you know, uh, this weekend. You know, we'll be live. You know, people can jump in. It'll be on YouTube. Uh, and KFL will be on several times throughout the day on Facebook Live. So um, you know, it'll be broadcasting. Um, I'm planning to have my uh, second phone running the whole time. Um, you know, so I'll be I'll be broadcasting myself. You know, all, all right. day. So we'll you know we'll see what happens. There you go. Well, I appreciate it. If you have any interest, if any of the listeners on getting some Oklahoma Outlaws gear or any of the gear, they also have a custom shop they also have a fan newsletter it, 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 it it's endless 
the depths of the the KFL now. So I'm I'm interested to see uh to see where this goes in the next couple years. I I, I agree. It'll be uh, it'll be an interesting ride. I think it'll either it'll either uh here's the two and don't take this the wrong way, but I think it'll either turn into a total gong show because kayak anglers love to get after each other. Like that's the one thing I'm in all the message boards and I've, I'll spend an hour on a thread and I have no idea what they're talking about, but just this trash talk <laughs> is next level. Or oh, yeah. I mean, dude, I could see this thing really taken off Yeah, from my standpoint, knowing nothing about it. Yeah. I, I throw eating popcorn emojis in or, uh, or, memes or gifs in all the time because it's just it's just hilarious to to watch watch it all happen um you know it but at the same time these guys do catch the hell out of some fish so um and it's 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 pretty cool good stuff all right thanks rob thanks man appreciate it that was rob richards of the player for the oklahoma i forgot to ask him what his number is because they all have numbers too I would be willing to bet that the next guy who's sitting on the front deck of his bass boat, if 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 there was a uh, when he was getting into this thing, if the uh, hold on, let me add it. If the kayak fishing was around, Charlie Hartley would have been all about it. Yes, I would have been. Uh, <laughs> I had a little rubber raft prior to uh, all this technology allowing for kayaks, um, but anything to get you on the water at a lower budget than an expensive bass boat is awesome. And I think it's awesome. They have competitions like that. How you doing, Matt? Do I sound all right? Yeah, you sound fantastic. Are you on lovely Lake Champlain? I'm actually at the ramp because the service is so questionable. Uh, I wanted to be available for you, but don't uh, despair. Uh, I feel bad, Charlie. I may, I, I, out, I was afraid I, of that. I was afraid I was going to make you wait and not actually no, get to fish for BTO. Already. I've already fished for about three hours, caught a couple over four pounds, and I'm going to drive to uh, Chesapeake Bay to pre-scout a little to kick your butt again. I enjoy uh, beating you this year after you filleted me last year. I'm not competitive at all, as you know. You're five for five with me this year. <laughs> Keeping count, Matt. I am. Everyone yes, else I is. Know. You're having um, a good Anyway, year. I appreciate you having me on. You have time for a quick story? I got all the time in the world. I didn't even explain what we're going to do in the second half of the show, which is after we have uh, Charlie Hartley on. You know what? You might even stick around for, for one of this. I'm going to open up the Sunline Hotline. have not done a Sunline Hotline since early in the beginning of the year. I know there's been a lot of stuff that has gone down. Uh, if you want to ask me a question... Uh, and maybe towards the end of your segment, I'm not going to keep you forever, Charlie, because I know you'll be itching. You'll be you'll be dancing to get back out there on Champlain. No, I'm uh, good, buddy. But if you have any questions on that, I'm going to open up the Sunline Hotline in the second half of the show, and I'm going to be giving away three, one, two, three spools of Sunline X Plasma Saga. It is the coolest. I don't even want to call it. It's I guess it's a braid. But it's more kind of like a fusion braid. Anyway, this stuff is awesome. And with the top water season and frog season in full effect, and then all the stuff that's been going up north with the uh, braid to floralitos, I'm going to do a, a 10 pound spool, a 30 pound, and like a 50 pound spool. So you can frog, you can throw a top water with it, you can drop shot with it. We take care of Sunline. We open up the Sunline hotlines for one of the best questions that gets called in in the second half of the show. But when Charlie Hartley says he has a good story, what's that? 
it is a cool time of the year, isn't it? That uh, 710 smallmouth at Cayuga, and uh, they're up at Messina right now for the FLW. But whatever. Um, yes, I have a quick story. Still come through good? Yep, you froze for a second, and then you talked like 6x oh, speed, but we're golden. Good. Have at it, Charlie. I'm Let's sorry. hear this story. Okay, real quick. Got it. Um, you always are at this point in your life where you wonder if it's worth it. And uh, financially, sometimes it's not worth it. But for, uh, I jumped in the Champlain Toyota. I had a couple weeks off. I wanted to fish the Northern Toyotas, but all our opens conflicted. And for my birthday, I jumped into the Northern Toyotas at Champlain. First day, I fell flat on my face, embarrassed, terrible. Wake up the second morning, wonder why I even entered the tournament. What am I doing here? What was I thinking entering another tournament? And I'm waiting on my co-angler for day two. He's running late, which is really frustrating. You still there, Matt? Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, listening sorry, to the story. No, you don't have to talk fast. Nope. I thought I got a little bit up. of feedback. But, but yeah, no. S- slow down. Take your time. We want the details. Um, Paint so the picture. I'm- Yep, I'm waiting for my co-angler. I never wait. You know I'm the earliest one there. We're actually late to go through boat check. I read the kid the riot act because I'm never late going through boat check. But I keep it light. I'm like, it's a terrible first day. You get nothing to lose today. Let's have fun. Kid ends up telling me he's 16 years old. He had 15 pounds the first day. He wants to make his first top 25 cut. And I said, well, we're going to have a great day. Well, We were an early boat number, but we got out late thanks to him. And when we showed up at my spot, the day was beautiful. The wind quit blowing. The sun came up over the mountains. And for the first hour, we had a flurry that the kid and I couldn't even talk or quit catching fish for an hour. And he looks at me and I look at him and I look down at the clock and I go, kid, it's 715 in the morning. We got eight more hours of this. He goes, this is heaven. This is the best morning of fishing I've ever had in my life. He looks up over the mountains and the sun's coming up with the fogs and the 16-year-old kid is wise enough to appreciate the beauty of the morning and forget about the fish for a moment. And uh, we had an incredible day. That kid caught him like I've never seen him get caught. He had one get broke off in the propeller that broke his heart and he had one he needed to call. He told me with about an hour or two to go, that's the biggest bag of smallmouth I've ever caught. I go, well, that's great. He goes, honestly, this is the biggest bag I've ever had in a tournament. And I thought, man, is this great? This is why I was supposed to be in this tournament today. Well, with about an hour or two to go, Jody, the cameraman, tows over a rat boat, and it's Ron Nelson. And Ron's uh, shift actuator ain't working, which you're familiar with. (laughs) And uh, he says, uh, I think you're in the same flight with me. Uh, Can I have you take my fish in? And I go, I'd love to, but we got an hour of fishing left. I said, get away from me for an hour and I'll make sure I come get your fish from you. You stay within sight. I said, this kid needs to call one more time and he's going to fish with you tomorrow. He's going to make the cut. We know forget a hundred feet away from Ron. That kid throws that Carolina rig out again and he sets the hook and it's the one he needed. He ended up having 19 pounds. I got to take Ron Nelson's fish in with his co-angler. His parents were there taking pictures, thanking me, 
the kid got up on stage and the way master says, Charlie says you might have the biggest bag you've ever weighed. What's the biggest bag you've ever weighed? And that kid's peeing his pants and he says, it's bag right here, sir. And when they put it on the scales, it made the whole trip worthwhile. So whenever you wonder if this is worth it, um, financially, no, a lot of times not. But uh, we are rich with priceless memories. I mean, that kid will never forget that day, and I will never forget that day. So that's the story I wanted to share, a little positive bass fishing. All right. Uh, I... I do have to take exception. I feel like you breezed over a key fact in this story, and that was that the his big fish came on a Carolina rig. And my question is, was this entire flurry all Carolina rig fish? But both upside and Carolina rig. He was definitely dominating uh, quality over my quantity on the drop shot, uh, but I wasn't going to move in on his parade. I, I ended up weighing a nice bag, and my goal was for him to weigh a big bag and me to weigh a nice bag, and it couldn't have gone more perfect. It was just uh, – uh, it's amazing that kind of stuff happens. I told that kid I don't believe in coincidences, and at 16 years old, he said, oh, no, I don't either, Mr. Hartley. You know, I, there's a reason we went fishing today. Yeah, that's something he's going to remember the rest of his life. Clay brings up an interesting point. So did you did you roll to the weigh-in with 20 small jaws in the box? Yes, we had a bunch in the boat right then. Yes, we did. We had uh, – uh, that's funny. I thought the same thing. I hope I can get on playing because I had 17. My co-angler had 19. Uh, we had Ron's 20 pounds in his co-angler's bag and uh, three guys in the boat. And, yeah, it was an awesome ride in. It was nice and calm and – uh, it was just a great day. It couldn't have gone any, it's the perfect day I needed after a terrible day. And, uh, you'll find this sport does that when you're at your lowest low, it'll fill your sails up full, you know, pretty cool. And then at the hotel last night, guess who I ran into? The Dean. The Dean himself is up here doing two days of instructional and we got to catch up, and he is such a good dude. I, I was there at all three of his open victories. Uh, was actually involved in them a little bit in one form or another, so we're pretty close. All right, before I let you go, I want to do this. I just threw up the Sunline hotline number on the screen. Now, when when you call in, uh, you Charlie will be able to hear your question. But you will not be able to hear Charlie because even though we can send a man to the moon and do open heart surgery, we have not figured out how to get a Skype call to go two ways on a third-party StreamYard call in. <laughs> but if you have a question for Charlie, go ahead and call it in, and then I'll put you in the in the uh, queue when it answers, and then I'll bring you in. Uh, to the Sunline Hotline if you have a question for Cart, for Charlie. That'll also put you down for what I'll give away at the end of the show, uh, which will be three spools of Sunline and Saga. But my question, Charlie, you're talking about Champlain, how much you love it up there. Right now, uh, how good is Champlain, and what makes it as good as it is right now? Um. I tell people this all the time, and it's the same thing at Thousand Islands. When there is not a tournament here, I am literally the only trailer in the parking lot. That is the advantage a lot of these fisheries that are isolated have. 
uh, you go to Gunnersville today and you can't get in a parking lot. And when there's not a tournament up here, literally there's like one walleye boat or one lun uh, trailer in the parking lot. So these fish get very little pressure. Uh, half the year it's frozen and they have so much bait. Matt, you're familiar with it up here compared to anywhere we run our electronics on reservoirs. When you get up here on these natural lakes, they are just solid with fish. I mean, uh, your screen's full of fish here. There's just more fish. The uh, Sunlight Hotline number is 405-253-5543. If you have a question for uh, or comment, a question or comment. I know you're, you're an inspirational uh, angler. A lot of people are like, dude, Charlie Hartley. So uh, I think we have a call coming in right now. Let's see if we can. Uh, let's see if I can do this right. Hold on a second. This has been a. It's been a hot minute. Hey, you're on uh, with with Matt and Charlie. Who are we talking with? Hey, Matt. Hey, Charlie. It's Doug. Uh, <clears throat> I was just wondering. Um, kind of curious on going to Champlain. Um, when do you think would be the best time to go there? Uh, just that fun fish. And uh, what would you think would be a good uh, way to kind of break down that lake in that uh, time of year that you would uh, want to go? Um, if you could just tell me on that, I'd appreciate it. Doug, Thank that's a, that's a great question. It is a great question. Weather is, uh, is, is your enemy up here you go up here for a week and you get wind and and you hardly get out so watch your weather the fall here is wonderful but it's also some inconsistent weather with wind the middle of the summer is the most consistent calm weather uh and you you really don't want to fight the wind up here if you're pleasure fishing um but uh easiest part of this lake is there is so much deep water uh, that it makes a lot of the lake void. So anything 30 feet and less really shrinks the lake down. And that's what you want to concentrate on. So much of this lake is deep, deep, deep. Um, you're looking for big flat areas. Mostly uh, uh, if you're trying to break down this monster, stay in the north end of the lake from Plattsburgh North and fish anything on your graph that shows up as blue. If you have your setting for shallow water at 20 to 30 feet, um, it's that simple. You want to have grass around too. Uh, you want to be picking grass off your base as frustrating as it is. They really associate to the grass. You run Lorances? Yes. Well, this would be a perfect time to uh, mention that Lorance just came out with <laughs> with some reduced pricing on their uh on their hds live uh units like i run a nine and they're like i think this one's up over five hundred dollars off on some and then they're also running a special on their active targets so if you are uh wanting to get into the uh forward facing sonar game and I, I haven't talked to charlie about if he's into the forward facing sonar game yet but you can do it for less than less than three grand now with the stuff that Lawrence just came out with are you a forward facing sonar guy Boy, I am when I smallmouth fish, Matt. Um, up here, for some reason, and I want to say it's the water clarity, um, I see fish better on that thing here than any body of water I've been on yet. I actually can see the whole shape of the fish, the height of it, the tail, see them spin around. Uh, there's something amazing uh, up here, you know, probably just the water clarity or density or something that allows them to come through crisper. But, yes, uh, 
Um, whenever I'm offshore fishing, that thing comes into play big time. I use it some up shallow, uh, but not nearly as much as when we get out offshore. Hey, I haven't, uh, I haven't asked you this. I don't think point blank, but there's, you know, some guys on the instant feedback that are talking, oh, Charlie needs a legend exemption. We need Charlie back on the pro circuit. You're fish. Well, you're fishing all of these events. Like, are you hardcore trying to get back on the elite series? And if you qualify, like, are you all in on this thing, Charlie? I don't know, man. I really don't. I would love to have that, uh, option to ponder, um, but to be honest with you, the lifestyle uh, of traveling on the elites is pretty cool when you're 20, 30, or 40. But uh, as you get older, that lifestyle becomes uh, overwhelmingly demanding. If I, if, I w- if I didn't have a business to run and, and some other things, um, I could juggle all that when I was younger. Uh, but it, uh, my ego wants me to get reinvited. I just don't know if my body wants me to get reinvited. It's a, uh, it's a tough road and I'm not whining. I loved every minute of it. I, I would love to do it again, but it is not a, uh, uh a steady, normal life. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have to, I have to mute your mic for some reason. I get feedback. That's why I see you down there where it goes a little X on your mic when you, that's just, that's, it's clean on the, uh, on the, uh, podcast replay that way and i just figured that out okay this is okay so this is a stat that i just came up with charlie and this has to be celebrated so you have 133 events fished with uh flw and mlf you also have 266 events fished with Bassmaster. now if my math is correct 133 plus 266 equals 399 uh, events, which means the next event you fish, which would have to be the Chesapeake Bay Bassmaster Open, is number four hundred. Charlie, that's uh, that's what happens as you age, Matt. You you'll reach numbers like that. No, if you that's don't impressive. <laughs> like I'm gonna buy you like like I think Brad and my, myself and Andrew and that we we probably need to take you for dinner to celebrate number 400 at the Chesapeake Bay. Dude, that's not, has nothing to do with age. That has to do with accomplishment. I really didn't even start uh, that young. I couldn't afford my first Bassmasters till I was, you know, in my late twenties. So some of these kids that started, you know, college, high school will top those numbers. But yeah, at one time they listed the top 100 money winners and top 100 uh, entries in Bassmasters. And I was on that list in both in the magazine. Uh, several years ago 399 number one the number one if you had to pick one moment out of those 399 tournaments the most memorable important tournament moment out of 399 events can you even do that is there anything yeah it's pretty easy Uh, i hate Uh... to say it but leading the bass masters classic (laughs) the first day uh, as my buddies say, you were a rock star for about 15, 20 minutes. When you get on that stage with the biggest bag at the classic, uh, it's, it's life changing. It's, uh, the whole world, uh, spins around. You almost pass out. It's, it's, uh, the greatest feeling in the world, but I've had, I've had 400, uh, memorable moments like that. You know, most days on the water, I have a, uh, you know are definitely worthwhile. You know that. What's 
what's the game plan for the rest of the day then? Just in, enjoy God's beauty and catch as many brown fish as you can? I'm getting on the road to Chesapeake Bay. I'm going to stay there through Sunday and then go back and work a week and then come back and let you buy me dinner there. That sounds fantastic. Thank you for jumping on. And uh, Shows have been fantastic. Keep up the good work. Watch out. Bradley's going to want a salary. You better watch out. I know. We've already talked about that. He's, he deserves <laughs> one. <laughs> I was the one who brought it up because I sat oh, next to man. Mark for so many man. years. You are, you are a smarter businessman than that. You don't bring it up. <laughs> well, no, I was, I like put myself in his shoes and, you know, he came he by his valuable asset to the show. From the exposure, he's benefiting. Don't you feel guilty at all? Oh, I don't. I basically worked for free for like eight years. That's right. I tell Bradley, I say, you just sit there and talk. You're paying your dues. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Charlie, uh, you're the man. Thank you very much. You again, man. Can't wait see to see you. you. Bye, buddy. All right, that was uh, Charlie Hartley. A little, I don't, for some reason, on his uh, computer, there's a little bit of feedback, but I figured that out by by hitting the uh, by hitting the mic there. All right, we're gonna take a uh, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, I will open up the Sunline Hotline for a couple minutes, uh, and it'll probably be we've been running like half hour show or hour and a half shows this will probably be a little shorter than that for the very sad reason um (laughs) my truck's got to go back in to the shop uh yeah last month or two months ago starter and then before that my third transmission and then uh i wouldn't call it like this shows my lack my lack of mechanic skills but it's like uh it's not like loose change, but it's like kind of a little little metal tingy deal every once in a while when the motor's running. No no warning signs or anything, but it just doesn't sound right for a guy who's got to drive up to Minnesota in two weeks and then across to Chesapeake to buy Charlie Hartley dinner. So, all right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, wrap things up, take a couple questions, get a couple more questions in because right now Doug is in the lead uh, for the three spools of Sunline X Plasma Saga. It's BTL on a Wednesday. We'll be back right after this. Your key to better fishing this season is Elite FS. Now available at a new lower price. Get Elite FS9 today for $9.99 and we'll throw in a CMAP reveal chart. Our premium mapping solution for free. Elite FS works with all state-of-the-art Lorenz sonar, from chirp, side-scan, and down-scan imaging with fish reveal to high-resolution active target live sonar. Elite FS9 and CMAP reveal. Offer ends August 31st. The new Puma STS has been redesigned from the ground up. With the angler, design, function, and performance in mind, nothing on this new offering was compromised and the only thing carried over from the previous version is the name. Based on the soft touch series hull that started with the flagship Jaguar, this new model is nimble and performs incredibly well at all speeds with either a 250 or 300 horsepower engine. Featuring a new 96 inch wide body footprint, this hull measures out at 20 foot 7 inches in length. Industry leading design coupled with tournament winning performance. The Puma STS from Basscat. Feel the rush. We're just about ready to go, ladies and gentlemen. Get in order. Once again, Drew Cook is in the driver's seat. 
When you're catching fish for a living, you can't let a little cold, rain, heat, humidity, or anything else get in the way of a payday. I wear APCO. Any fish, any water. The KVD 100 Jerkbait. 15 different colors. A perfect combination of roll, wiggle, and flash. Increased castability. 3D eyes. Premium black nickel hooks. KVD. Tie one on. Striking lures. Are you looking to install your own fishing electronics? Well, the Bass Tank is here to help you. The solution is the Bass Tank Power Harness. It takes the guesswork out of installation. No more voltage issues or interference. Designed by an engineer so that you can get professional results right there in your own garage. Installation done right with the help of the Bass Tank Power Harness. You can feel confident knowing that your installation was done right. The Bass Tank Power Harness. Give us a call or order yours today at thebasstank.com. Have you considered purchasing new electronics for your rig? The type of mounts you choose to protect your investment should be part of the decision-making process. No matter if you prefer one, two, or three graphs up front, Beatdown Outdoors has a solution for you. Adjustable, versatile, rigid, and made in the USA. What's your ultimate electronic setup? Check out the full selection of Beatdown Outdoors products by visiting BeatdownOutdoors.com. The new Android series is the peak of the Denali lineup and offers the ultimate Denali experience. The Android series features 36-ton multi-directional graphite combined with interlock blank technology for added strength. Each rod is outfitted with royal titanium guides that will not fail. The blank is fitted into an easy-touch, soft-feel EVA foam grip with exposed blank reel seat. This all allows the Android to transmit every movement of your bait and even the most subtle bites. The Android series is the finest rod Denali has ever made and offers an angler the ultimate fishing experience with a limited lifetime warranty. See the full lineup of Android rods at DenaliRods.com. Elite Series Pro Daryl Gleason here. My Pro Guide batteries keep me going on those long tournament days and long practice days. Always plenty of juice, never fail. The best part about Pro Guide batteries, it's the people behind the company. They have over 40 years experience in the battery business, keeping all of us fishermen out on the water longer, catching more fish. Check them out at ProGuideBatteries.com. What's up, Bass Talk Live fans? Brandon Polinick here. And ever since I won a couple Bassmaster Elite Series events on X-Zone Lures, I've been getting a bunch of questions of what makes them so special and different. And really, the truth is, it's in the details. The little details, things like no cheap fillers in their plastic, that gives you more lifelike action, more realistic and vibrant colors. But don't just take my word for it. Go to www.xzonelures.com and check them out for yourself. All right, we're back. BTL on a Wednesday. Actually got some <clears throat> some cooler weather coming in today. And uh, I've mentioned this. I'm going to start mentioning this at the end of every show. Also, uh, I've gotten back into the golfing thing. Uh, and I know enough to get around the course fairly well. I used to be a upper 70s, low 80s golfer. Like, never par, nothing. But, like, I lived in that. Like, on a decent course, not from the tips. 8 to 12 over. For 18. Enough to enjoy. Enjoy it. But if there's anyone out there listening to the show who's a scratch golfer, a PGA 
club pro or anything like that, and they want to trade some finesse fishing for golf tips, my goal this fall is to shoot in the 70s. I would enjoy that. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of parallels between uh, between golf and fishing. I know we talk a lot about uh, the other sports, but I think I think golf uh, is one of them. Interesting. Also, I, I found this. I need to pull this up too. So uh, I've mentioned it a, a couple times. The Live uh, Golf Tour, uh, which is a basically a spinoff of the PGA, and they've had you know Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, a bunch of the uh, a bunch of top. Uh, pros have gone over to uh, live, which is uh, huge money backed by the Saudi government for unknown reasons. Anyway, long story short is there's all sorts of lawsuits that are coming out of this thing. And, uh, you know, I've done some commentary uh, before. And I mean, I'm also an, an angler and also do this for for a living. But this blew me, blew my mind. So Patrick Reed, who's a golfer, and he's kind of been a contentious, uh, contentious golfer in the past. He's had some uh, controversies, so to speak. Um, but on Tuesday, he filed a seven hundred fifty million dollar defamation lawsuit against the Golf Channel and commentator uh, Brandel Chambly, who's the guy who just like talks about what's going on at the games and the contention of the suit is that uh chambly conspired with the commissioner of the pga tour to defame reed since he was 23 years old he's like not 23 anymore this is like for over a decade asking for three quarters of a billion dollars saying that uh what the tour and chambly has said and done has cost him Multiple multi-million dollar sponsorship deals. That's crazy. All right. Uh, let me see here. Is this a question that I... After you win an elite series, the stat that you won that elite on tax, or does the state that you live in tax your winnings? Always wondered that. All right, so that is an interesting question from fishing the southeast as far as taxes do. For most of the uh, most of the tournaments, so you 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 fill out a like a tax form deal at the beginning of the year for like Bassmaster, and then at the uh, at the end of the year, uh, you get like ten ninety nine on on all of your earnings for that year, with the exception of a couple states. I think California is one of them where you get actually like taxed on that from the state where they try to take it. I remember Brad's been in here and he's mentioned a couple times that like I think he cashed a check in like two thousand six or seven in California when they were the first time they went out to California and they like came after him for years because of that because it was they tried to get their tax there so it's a little bit different but as a as a general you fill out your what w9 and then you get 1099 at the end of the year uh by each organization all right uh i think we're gonna wrap that up for today kind of an eclectic show a little bit of a unique show a great story there by uh charlie hartley and then also uh a little bit of information on the on the KFL. Like I said, I know kayak fishing isn't for everybody. I found it interesting. I find the format of this league interesting. Uh, all of the the different avenues and fingers and tentacles that they have uh, to make this thing kind of fully encompassing. As far as you know, competition level and and longevity. I mean, dude, from the outside looking in, it seems 
extremely legitimate. It seems like these guys are busting their butt and they're really passionate about it. So it'll be interesting to see uh, where that goes in the next couple of years. But uh, tomorrow we've got a good show. We got Frank back on and we are getting back into the nitty gritty of finding and catching bass. We've kind of uh, gone over some baits, some lures, some painting stuff the last couple weeks. Uh, Yeah, we'll open up the hotline show, Zach, for Frank tomorrow. Also, uh, hold on. Let me get back to it. Doug, shoot me an email, matt at basszone.com with your contact information, your mailing address, and I will send you the Sunline X Plasma Asaga. We'll close it with the cut. Kyle, biggest bass I've ever caught on a drop shot in a tournament is an 8-1. I think I've lost like six that I swear are bigger than that, but they probably weren't. So this has been BTL on a Wednesday tomorrow, day four with Frank Scalish. We'll see you then.